So think about the last time either the power or maybe the internet alone went out in your home. How limited were you in doing the things that you would normally do? If you work from home, obviously that would be hard to do. Uh, your kids doing schoolwork. Obviously, watching TV is that's more of a luxury. But playing Rocket League on Xbox. Yes, but you know some of the things that you go to do, and you're like, oh, I can't do this thing because I don't have access to the internet. I was right. thinking of, is it um, Leave the World Behind? Oh, was what the, a movie. the Netflix movie? Yeah, based on that book. Yeah, and some people didn't like it, but it really demonstrates, without giving it away, how reliant we are yeah. on the internet now. And so when you think about not having it. And what limitations that creates for people, it makes a little bit more sense why there was a program that was created with the um, infrastructure bill called the Affordable Connectivity Program that gave a lot of people a little break on their internet bill. So joining us to talk more about what the program did and what the ramifications of it coming to an end could be is Dave Berka, who is the project manager for Tequity and Resource Equity at the United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County. Dave, as someone who works with people to get them access to the internet, we talk about being in Wisconsin. A lot of times we hear about broadband expansion and being able to even get in a place that has access to high-speed internet. But would you say the bigger problem is being in areas that have access to it or being in an area that has access to it but just not being able to afford it? Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, that's a great question. So the way I try and frame the question when I'm speaking out in, in situations like this is to actually frame it in terms of access being the problem. Um, because when when you when you're looking at access and how people access the internet, it varies so much depending on um, where you live, so your zip code or your census tract, and uh, and your household income. Those are probably the two most determinative things about uh, how you access the internet. So I don't think it's quite either or. If you live somewhere without internet infrastructure, even though you have the ability to pay, then the lack of infrastructure is your biggest barrier. But it, the reverse is also true. So if you live somewhere. Uh, where there's infrastructure, but you don't have the ability to pay, then affordability is going to be your biggest barrier because living next to the infrastructure doesn't doesn't do you any good in and of itself. Um, so <clears throat> when it comes to the barriers you may experience in adopting the Internet in your household, um, they're relative to where you live, to your income. I think lack of infrastructure and the inability to pay are just two sides of the same coin, which is uh, access. And so, sorry, excuse me, with the Affordable Connectivity Program, was there a lot of, I know there were the number that's been thrown out as far as how was, how many Wisconsinites were taking advantage of the program is upwards mm-hmm. over a 400,000. Were a lot of those people paying for internet already, or did this program actually get a lot of people access to the internet for the first time in their house? I don't know the statistic on how many people were already paying for internet service, um, you know, when they adopted the ACP. Uh, or when they when they started using the ACP resource, um, ACP you know provided a thirty dollar a month uh, subsidy to eligible households for the cost of home internet service. Um, and so I don't know the statistic on how many people already had internet service, but it lowered the cost for so many households. Um, you're correct. You know, I checked this morning: four hundred and twenty-six thousand households, over four hundred twenty-six thousand Wisconsin households are currently enrolled in ACP. Uh, and with the end of ACP coming, uh, or at least that's surely what it looks like, um, then many of those households are going to lose that benefit. And so um, it's it's really a question of once that benefit goes away, 
how many households then um, will lose or could lose access altogether if uh, they can't, if they simply can't afford that subscription anymore. Hey, Dave, it's Eric. I often wonder, too, whether or not, like, businesses who have employed remote workers would then, like, include stipends or something like that for their employees who are remote in order for them to continue to be able to afford something where they were maybe taking advantage of an opportunity with what was offered and now would need more assistance to be able to pay for something that they're using for work. Yeah, that's really possible. So ACP was used, uh, ACP was was valuable or is valuable because it can cover uh, someone's household internet cost or or help reduce that cost um, for whatever they need to do, whether it's work or school or anything. Um, Whether or not there are situations where an employer was uh, helping with the cost of internet, I mean, I think that um, would be a great thing for an employer to do if they have the resources to do that. It's certainly not guaranteed. Um, And so, you know, once ACP is is gone, it's really a question of how many of those ACP subscribers um, would be in situations where their employer would be in a position to help them with that cost. I think probably not not many, based on just anecdotal ex- experience of my own. We're talking to Dave Burka, who's a project manager for Tequity. Uh, which is part of the Greater Milwaukee uh, United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County. And Dave, with in a post-COVID world, I feel like we all experienced when we were trapped in our houses and work became remote, school became remote, health appointments became, doctor's appointments became remote. In the work that you do, is there still a lot of work to do to convince people of what limitations exist if you don't have access to internet or has everyone kind of gotten to the point where they accept this as more of a necessity than a luxury yeah it's a great question i i think that you don't need to convince many people anymore of the necessity of the internet um we've we've definitely gone culturally from the assumption that the internet is um a luxury or um something you can you can buy if you if you prefer to have it um, to something that's a necessity. If you don't have it, you're really going to be at a disadvantage in so many different ways. Um, that's not a hard argument to make anymore because everyone has this very present memory of COVID and what it was like to go through that um, really, tr- you know, culturally, economically traumatic experience um, uh, and not have the internet or to lose connection while you're trying to find really valuable information you know just from the data on acp for example we know so many people use acp for telehealth um so i know that um that we don't have to make that case and at the same time um i think that there is a lot of urgency that we need to raise still around um the necessity of the internet for everyone um who needs it and and wants to adopt it um so it's more a matter of putting it at the top of the priority list are we focused on infrastructure and the way that we need to focus on infrastructure and making sure that there are connections um, for people wherever they live? Um, are we focused on affordability and, and those two things, infrastructure and affordability, being keys to um, making sure everyone has access and can adopt the Internet if they, if they so choose? And so last question before we let you go, Dave. Is there any movement sure. to, keep this pro- to keep ACP going at the federal level? And if not, are there programs or resources in the state or more specifically in our region for people who want to continue to have access to the internet, even if they can't pay a full bill? 
Yeah, definitely. There's huge momentum at the at the federal level and at the state level, advocates all over the place who are encouraging the renewal of ACP. In fact, there's a bipartisan, bicameral bill uh, asking for the extension of ACP through the rest of 2024 for $7 billion. Um, that the consideration of that bill is held up at the time being, and so really the advocacy is around uh, making sure that that bill uh, or those bills get put up for a vote. Um, and uh, uh, when it comes to resources that uh, are uh, available to Wisconsinites, um, there is a program called Lifeline. And so Lifeline is uh, in some ways similar to ACP. It benefits low-income households. The range uh, of, of support that it provides is, is much less than uh, the Affordable Connectivity Program. Lifeline is about 7 to $19, and um, the eligibility requirements are a little bit different. So that is something that could replace ACP for some people, but chances are if you were already uh, aware or if you're already enrolled in ACP, then you're probably already aware of, of Lifeline. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really going to be a detriment um, to many, many, many households if, if ACP goes away. Well, thanks so much for your time, Dave. Uh, Dave Berka is with the United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County.